welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. One of the things many people wonder about is why, if the afterlife really is real, humankind hasn't figured it all out by now. I mean, we put people on the moon 50 years ago. Why can't we in 21st century America just, and anywhere in the world really, just, you know, ring up somehow and have little chats with our loved ones in spirit if they're still alive, it's, it's all real. Why is it that modern Western society is still talking about just maybe having a belief in the afterlife? I mean, there was a time when we all talked about having a belief that the world was round, but that's a long time ago. Well, there are reasons why our understanding in this area is so retarded, and they are terrible reasons. We're about to try to remedy all of that now, and we'll talk a lot more about that within the next few episodes. But Frankly, what I think is that long posterity, a thousand years from now, is going to see as one of the humankind's greatest and stupidest centuries-long failings the fact that today we are still so clueless about what is so basically true. For now, though, the very short answer is that for us to talk with our dead loved ones in spirit has about the same kind of problem and maybe maybe the same level of difficulty as there would be if your Channel 4 newsman was live and on the air and he wanted to ask a question of your Channel 5 newsman also live and on air about some detail of the news, but they didn't have any electronics. It's impossible, right? You can't do that. But the reason it's impossible is that the Channel 5 guy can't recognize where the, when the Channel 4 guy's question pops up in his mind that it's actually someone else asking him a question by thought. That's the only problem. And soon that problem will, will be behind us. We're going to be talking a whole lot more about this. But meanwhile, let's remember that since earliest times, there have been ways that people have communicated with people we used to think were dead, and one of them was the pendulum. Someone here speaks a question while holding an object dangling on the end of a string above a circle which, which has letters and numbers on it, and the person who's not in a body is, is energy. So it's easy for him to make that object swing, you know, toward a Y if it's a yes answer, or toward an N if it's a no answer, or whatever. They can spell out whole sentences if they'd like. And the more people talk that way with the people that they love or are not in body, the easier it is for the person here to begin to recognize that disembodied voice in their minds. Soon we'll all be doing it. Today our guests once again are the wonderful Carol and Mikey Morgan. They're with us for a fantastic 15th time. As regular listeners know, Mikey is in fact a sixth-level being who hadn't been on Earth since the 1600s, but he took a brief optional lifetime that ended in 2007 so he could speak to us in the voice of a modern American 20-year-old. When I first met Carol, his mother, 10 years ago, she was a deeply grieving mother, and she learned to communicate with Mikey by pendulum, but at that point, she was excited about what was happening, but she was almost as confused as she was elated. 
I was just sympathetic at first. I thought she was saying things that couldn't possibly be true. But the more I worked with them, the more the more I convinced I'd be kind of speechless even now remembering that time. Mikey over and over again answered questions with that pendulum that I knew nobody, including Carol, because Carol hasn't ever even studied this stuff. I knew the answers or, or could guess at reasonable answers to those questions, but nobody else could. And he nailed them. He got questions that I would not be confident answering, and he got what I knew was the right answer from everything else I know. It was unbelievable. I invited them to answer questions on afterlifeforums.com, and I read every word for two years. I read every word, and I watched poor Carol, uh, and, and and she was trying to do the right thing. She would often answer the uh, end the answer with, uh, well, this is what Mikey says anyway, when she couldn't believe what he was saying, but he never made a mistake. Hundreds of questions, and not only did he never make a mistake, he said more than I would have known for certain to be able to say confidently, and he said it right away. I realized then that Mikey Morgan is the real deal. He would not be our guest ever here if he were not real. So I trust completely what he tells us. If he answered a question wrong at this point, I would assume that I was I had it wrong and I would do a lot more research. This is amazing, but Mikey Morgan is in fact someone who came to us in the 1600s for the very last time, finished his lives on earth, grew even more because that's what happens after you stop incarnating here. You grow so much more spiritually. And he's at a level of the afterlife now, just below the source. So he knows it there. So many people communicate from there. They're on the third or the fourth level. They don't know it because they don't know what's above them. And very often they figure they can guess and they do. There were rumors. I mean, it's like just like the, the people in kindergarten talking about, you know, the, the people in college. They don't know what's going on, even though they can guess. Well, Mikey knows because he is that advanced, even though he talks and he he's charming. He he acts like a 20 year old kid because that's what he was so recently. But he is the real deal and he is absolutely beautiful. I think of Mikey as the world's number one go to expert for answers on our toughest afterlife questions. Other than than Craig Hogan, he's one of the only two people I know who um, knows quite quite a bit more than I do about this. So with that introduction, Mikey and Carol, welcome. We're so glad to have you back with us. Thank you, Roberta. It's always fun to be on the show. You know, we like to we like to talk. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it's tell tell people. Uh, I, I mean, this was a terrible time for you. Obviously, it was more than ten years ago, but. But you you lost your oldest child and and you went through. Um, finally, he led you to someone who could teach you how to use the pendulum, and and then he led you to me. Actually, um, he we met at a conference, Carol and I, and apparently she went to the conference just to find someone who could kind of help her figure out what was going on in her life now that she was able to use the pendulum. And he was telling her these things. She told me he was sixth level. She said, I don't know what that means. I said, I don't think he is lady. I didn't say lady, but that's what I said. And then I learned, learned better. But, um, when, when you walked into that room, I'm told by Thomas, and apparently this is true, that that your his your guides and his guides were trying to find someone to help, and they just chose me because Tom Thomas once again volunteered me. He loves to volunteer me to do stuff, 
And you came and sat down at a table nearby and what a wonderful meeting. I remember that all so well. And I remember we went to a hotel room where you brought, there were three or four mothers there and one by one you brought through their children that they had that they had thought they had lost. And each one of them left that room in tears, which is a beautiful, beautiful thought. So that's how our relationship started. And um, we worked, we did a book together. If you have not read Flying High in Spirit, everyone, you must read it. Um, every word in it came from Mikey. First, he dictated it to Carol and I put it together and made it, you know, into a book. And then he corrected it through Carol. So this is all Mikey's work. And it's a delight. I think it's the best book on the afterlife, frankly, almost ever written. If you want to know what it's like to be there, in, including from the moment when, when his, he was out of his body and the car crashed, if you want to know about it, flying high in spirit is the way to learn it. So um, I'll stop talking now because you've got some questions to answer. What happens is this. Um, we don't do this on air because I, that would be unfair to, to everybody. It takes a while because first she asks a question. She gets the answer now telepathically, but she checks it all with her pendulum still. And so um, I just, you know, we don't have much time. I, I send her answers to questions ahead of time that people have asked. And uh, she asks Mikey and then she comes back and answers the questions. So here are the Here's the first question that's in our on our list. We talk about a life review um, after we get to the afterlife. And we'd just like Mikey to tell us more about a life review, what it is, how it works, and so on. So when Mikey passed, he told me, you know, I mean, and I, I didn't even really understand what he was talking about, of course, when he first said this. But you basically sit down with your spirit guides. He talked about his elders now. Um, they're very high, more a high level guide that he has. Uh, and when he passed, you know, um, after he reacclimated himself to everything, he had this life review. And he said, what happens is it's kind of a moment for learning. And we come here to learn through our experiences because Mikey says, really, the only way we can truly understand or learn something is to experience it. And then how do we react to what we experience? And it is the intent of our actions that is the most important thing to remember because we're human, we make mistakes. And so if we hurt somebody, you know, but our intent wasn't to do that, that's way different than intentionally trying to be mean to somebody or whatever. So he says, you sit down with your guides and you, you literally kind of go through your life. It's almost like watching a movie. But the one thing about it, he said, is you feel all the emotions, not only your own emotions, but the emotions of the others that you have affected through your actions. And so he said, it can be very emotional, um, It, but it's, we're learning. And he said, you know, we need to have the ability to be able to forgive ourselves because ultimately forgiveness is for us. Yeah. And this is a very important piece because we basically kind of judge ourselves with our guides working with us as to how we acted with certain scenarios and whatever. And again, we're not perfect. It's about intent of our actions, but 
He said, you literally go through many, many things. Now, it's more the pertinent things in life. He says, you know, he, he talked about, I think he even mentioned this in the book. It's not like he had all these parking tickets, you know, from college where, you know, that was discussed. It's not something like, it's not something that's more petty. It's more our relationships with others yeah. and that type of thing that is reviewed. And it's like watching a movie of yourself. But the, the key thing is, is you do feel the emotions of everybody that was kind of affected. And this is why he said, for example, he used this example where someone who has, you know, done, let's talk about maybe someone who has, you know, murdered several people like a mass, you know, these horrific yeah. events that occur, uh-huh. all those emotions of everybody involved is felt. And he said a life review for someone like that can be just absolutely overwhelming because of the impact it had on so many people. So um, it's, it's a major learning experience yes. and that's what it's for. And that's why we come here. For those who are thinking, Oh, that's all stage. Roberta wrote that. Uh-uh. I don't even hear what his answers are until you do. We listen together. And so I'm sort of smiling as I hear him saying what I would have, would have thought, but, but there, you know, there always are new things he, he comes up with. Um, I, I, I think that, that the, the thing that I think of is I think of it as more formal than that, but I understand that there probably are various kinds of life reviews, but it's always that core experience. People say it's almost a hologram where it all happens. There's no time there. It all happens fairly quickly, but it is, the areas where you have affected people and, and other people who have maybe not been as pure as 20 year old Mikey, he wasn't, he hadn't done much wrong before then. Um, will say that they never realized how little things they did made other people feel terrible. And they find it very hard to forgive that um, because you know, the, uh, someone who always was fat shaming, for example, or someone who uh, had more money and kept talking about her money with her friend who didn't have any. They have so much trouble forgiving that, that that by itself, what happens if you can't forgive? Okay, what happens if you can't forgive is your vibration lowers and you end up in what Jesus called the outer darkness in the end, where there are wailing and gnashing of teeth that that's the closest we come to hell and you can't get out of it by yourself. And you it's a horrible experience. You don't ever want that. But you can put yourself there if you have not learned how to forgive yourself. He's absolutely right. The most important thing you can do in this lifetime is learn how to forgive Everybody, no matter what, because one day you, are, you like Mikey, like, like all of us, are going to be in a position where you see you have done something that caused somebody else so much pain. You didn't mean it, maybe, but you knew better and you know you knew better. Forgiving yourself for that is very hard. Thank you, Mikey. Mikey, that was a you as usual. That was a better answer than I could have given. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about ego. We've talked about ego um, on Seek Reality a few times, and I'm still trying to get my handle or, or sort of on how on what it is and how it really works, and especially how it relates to spiritual growth. So um, I'm just curious to hear what you say about this, as everybody else is. So Mikey 
with Eagle, um, Mikey says, you know, we all, when we're here on earth, we all have, I mean, we all have this aspect of ego and what can fuel it. Well, you know, materialism can fuel it. Uh, the sense of wanting power can fuel it. Um, you know, we get this feeling of superiority or arrogance and, you know, you know, something you have to have to get anywhere in this dimension, I mean, you got to have some confidence in yourself. But the, the thing with ego, with Mikey will say, is you don't want the confidence to become where it's overpowering and turns into wanting power, that type of thing, or controlling people with this um, feeling of confidence. And he said, you know, the feeling that you're right all the time, that you're, um, uh, I just can't think of, you know, when he was talking to me about this, that it, it's the, the feeling of superiority, you know, and even Mikey himself, he's kind of a humble bumble, you know, he doesn't like to be bragged up about or whatever, even now he always It is amazing, he, actually. He's the highest. He, he stays on the humble but he is, he's really a, a very simple, humble guy. It's incredible. He's I'm humble. sorry, go ahead. But everyone so, knows that. He's not a big and shot. And he said, you know, we, he says, with materialism and the sense of power and control, I mean, this can really affect us spiritually and lower our vibration. And when people control another and then kind of manipulate another and whatever, it, it's not good. What we're doing is wrong. That does not have love as the basis. And yes, we do need confidence and we do need to, you know, to get anywhere. You have to have confidence in yourself and that type of thing. It's when it just gets overpowering where you have this arrogance about you that you're superior over everybody else and you can condone other people, other uh, um, groups of individuals, whatever, that's when it can really be negative and lower your vibration. And Mikey talks about how materialism can fuel it because the more powerful and the more, you know, if you get a benefit from it financially or whatever, it just fuels it more and more and we can get hung up in that. And then when it comes to our life review, so let's say we pass, we transition and this ego persona is still kind of with us. Mikey says in a life review, we do not get a pass if we're sitting with our guides in this session of our learning and thinking, well, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know why I, I don't see why that person was hurt by what I did or whatever. Uh, Mikey says you do not get a pass for that, that your guides are there telling you no this is why you know what you did gave this emotion and this was actually a very negative thing because you know with ego you just get you can get so hung up in this that you it just becomes part of you and he says it can be very damaging for your spiritual growth because it really can lower your vibration (sighs) yeah um it's I, i i think the problem, I'm trying to teach people how to overcome their ego. And 
that's something which is apparently very difficult to do. I, we're, we're, I'm trying to, to come up with some tricks that people can learn. But we all know people like this, that, that um, you know, maybe they're, they're even friends or people we love. But they just they're they're tripping over their own sense of self-worth. And it makes them, frankly, seem small that they feel so needy. It's like they have to feed their ego all the time. And that's Mm -hmm. that turns out, according to Mikey. And in fact, we've already we already know this is true. That turns out to be very damaging to your ability to grow spiritually. And that we come here. That's the whole point of growing. Growing spiritually is the whole point of being here. So you've just wasted your lifetime. I don't care what else you did with it. All that matters is what you get to take home. And what you get to take home is who you have become by using the opportunities here to grow spiritually. Again, perfect answer, Mikey. Maybe he can help me figure out how to teach people to get past that before the life review when they are going to go, duh, and hit their foreheads. Well, you know, he did, I think it was maybe the last podcast I did with you, Robert, or the one before that, but Mikey did talk a lot about perspective. And perspective, Mikey said, if people would just respect each other's perspectives, the world would be a better place. So our our viewpoints on things is based on what we experience, and then that is our perspective on any given situation. And all of us have are experiencing different things and therefore that's what forms our opinion and how great it would be if everybody said, well, you know, that's what they experience, So that's what they see. And, and that's okay. This is what I see. And that type of thing. I mean, there wouldn't be so much conflict and violence and everything else, but it's really pers- having understanding that people come from a different perspective based on their experiences that they are having here now is a huge piece and not being you know ridicule of where they're coming from because that's what they experienced you know that's an excellent point um we all have different lives and we take we take lessons from our lives and so if your whole life has taught you one thing and someone suddenly says something else to you that doesn't necessarily mean that your perspective is the only correct one it just means that's all you've ever learned in your lifetime good to share different views yeah, and certainly in politics that would be a good idea to share different views but, uh, it, but in it, normal life huge in politics but yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're past that yeah. point now i think maybe we are too but um but, yeah. uh, but in normal life you know just it's nice to hear from here. Listen to someone else. There's a there's a, a secret too that everyone should know. If you're meeting people, say you're at a, some function and you're meeting new people, you know who the people when they do surveys afterward they say now who who did you think was the smartest person there? Who did you think was the person that that was the most the best conversationalist? It's almost always the person who deliberately was there as a test person and did never said a word. It's just that they listened, they listened and smiled, and and everyone thought they were brilliant. So if you want to seem brilliant, that's that's the best way to do it. But you think that's a funny statistic? Oh, anyway, okay, let's. Let's talk about something which is another thing I'm interested to hear what he says about. Um, We often talk about a higher self. I talk about the part of the mind we leave at home before we come into this body. Um, There's a lot more to us. and, and, And science talked about the subconscious and all that. There's a lot more to us. 
than what is apparent to even to us while we're on earth. What does Mikey say about that? So we are consciousness, conscious spiritual energy. It's our mind. It's our consciousness. Our soul is that. So Mikey will say our higher self does reside in the afterlife. So part of our consciousness are, is in the afterlife. That stays there. And Mikey, in simple terms, We'll describe it as our suitcase of knowledge from all our experiences that sits at home in the afterlife is what our higher self is. That's how he describes it in simple terms. Obviously, it's way more complex than that. But he said from a human perspective, that is the easiest way to explain it. So and I think Mikey talked about this a little bit in his book after he passed. He, when he, he became all knowing when he emerged, he said, or merged or whatever the word is with his higher self, where he regained all of the knowledge from all his previous experiences that he has had, you know, when he returned back to the afterlife. So your higher self sits there, you know, that information, that part of your consciousness is still there. And when we transition back, ultimately, we emerge with our higher self or all this knowledge that we have gained over all of our experiences, which I don't even think we can put a number on or anything because we are eternal beings. But Mikey describes it as a suitcase, our suitcase of knowledge that sits at, in our home until we return from our journey here. So that's how he describes it in simple terms, but it's a, it's a very big part of us. It's, it's, it's who we are, yes. our experiences and everything. I mean, it's who we are. So it's a, it's definitely a real concept. It is a real thing. He tells me. It is part of us, our soul, our being. Yep, that's perfect. Perfect answer. Um, He does talk about this in Flying High in Spirit. He says that when we're getting ready to come to Earth, one of the things we do is to put most of our mind into, and he did talk about a suitcase. You put it into a suitcase, it goes into storage, and then you come to Earth with a very limited part of your mind, um, which is designed for learning. It isn't so much that if you knew enough, you wouldn't take it seriously, although that's true. But when we come with a mind that is designed for rapid learning, it's lazy, it's, um, you know, it flows like water, it, does, it takes the easiest course, it easily changes course. It's, it's amazing how efficiently the part of our mind, which some people say is 40% of it, I think it's more like 20%. Um, the part of our eternal mind we have here is very, very efficiently designed for rapid learning if we're prepared to to allow it to do that. Um, one of the things I didn't know until I met Mikey was when the merger, I knew there would be a merger um, because everybody talks about that, who that we talk who with who is not in a body, but I didn't know when it happened and, and it seemed not to be, but now it's pretty clear cut. It happens almost right away. Um, he He's... As I recall from the book, he, he watched the he was out of the out of the roof of the car, watched the crash, 
um, saw people approaching that looked familiar, but he didn't know who they were. And right there, he suddenly had, knew everything. And he said it was quite quite it was a phenomenal thing suddenly he was who he was again he hadn't really been that while he was on earth so um right. he i forget the t- i mean when i think it was he i know he returned to the afterlife he was guided back he was just surrounded right. by this immense love he talks about and yes when he first got back that you know he he was like what is happening to me what i mean and he yes, that's right. i mean there was a little period of time though there is no time there There's but no there was time. this yeah it was quick it was yes. it was before the life review for yep. sure yep um that this emergence of knowledge came over him you know yeah. when it when it was all when he was all knowledge again um from his previous experiences so it certainly was before the life review but um, there was that moment of, and he had confusion when he was first transitioning because yes. he's like, "What's happening to me? Why can't they see that I'm okay?" and that type of thing. So yes, this is why um, we all, at, when when we're about to die and it's a planned death, which his was, um, and which and nearly all are, at, about at least seventy five percent of deaths are are at a planned exit point. Uh, and even if they're not, people usually are rescued pretty quickly. But um, we, we see our dead loved ones. Sometimes it's even a, a pet. Um, sometimes it's one. Sometimes it's several of our most beloved people that we will trust the most, that we thought were dead, but there they are looking young and healthy, and they've come for us. And why? Even Mikey, who is such an advanced being, had no idea what was going on. We all feel totally clueless. You know, you think you're clueless when you first emerge from your mother's body and you're just a baby and you don't know. Well, you're even just as clueless when you leave your physical body about what's going to happen now. So he did what most people do, which is to trust these people who look vaguely familiar, but he knew who they really, really were. And um, and he almost immediately, very quickly, he he was suddenly himself again and he knew everything. And it's a beautiful description, actually, of what it's like to die in in um his in his book, Flying High in Spirit. Uh, very few people who have died are sort of have the presence of mind even to notice what's going on enough to tell us about it later. Another another A plus, Mikey. Very good. Um uh, Oh, the next question on our list is another one that I'm very anxious to hear what he says about it. What are your thoughts about sin from your perspective? So sin to Mikey, Mikey says sin is a word used here that he feels uh, has some judgment on it, of course, um, (laughs) with that particular word. Now, so he says all of our actions, every, okay, so everything is energy. He always says, mom, everything is energy. Our actions are either positive or negative. They can be kind of in the middle of the road, whatever, you know, you know, when we're doing just general stuff, but that has a positive or negative component when it comes to our interactions. So it's either positive or negative in vibration because everything is energy and we are here again to progress ourselves spiritually by how we do what we do here with sin. He says sin is a negative label that is placed on an action that we as humans 
feel is negative or we're taught that it's negative. But that, but that negative connotation with the word sin, I mean, that's based on human judgment of a, an act or whatever. And so, I mean, there's things that people do that, you know, I think of, well, the fact that well, I was brought up strict Catholic, a lot of things were considered a sin. Yeah, just about I everything. Mean, what about Friday? Right. So, Friday? That was a problem, right? I remember it you, well. You could, you, you could, yes. If you ate, if you ate meat on Friday, that was a sin, or you know, I mean, all these different yes. things. So, it's so it, it's it was based on rules and regulations of the laws of the church that were made by man. And Mikey says, you know, for example, if you wanted to take eating meat on Friday, for example or not going to church on a Sunday or, you know, some of the things that were, oh, God, in, in high school, Horrible. I was taught certain type of kissing was a mortal sin and all this stuff, you know, and I'm yes. thinking how silly this was now yeah. when I think back to it, but this is what I was taught. Um, and whatever, I mean, people choose what they, whatever, and that's fine. But the point is, Mike says, really, the word, is that being a sin? Is that really a bad thing when, you know, you're really not doing anything negative from a spiritual perspective, from Mikey's viewpoint, you know, it's, you're not hurting anybody. Is that really a bad thing? It's more, you know, whether love is the base in the action, you know, it's, it's about love and kindness. Love is always, if love is the basis, that's always a positive vibration if the intent is hurtful and negative then of course that's a low vibration so he said really labeling things that we we think is sin i mean sin is a word that holds that has human judgment in it is what yes. mikey says i love this so much i was what this is one of those where i was holding my breath a little bit because um I, as as people who read my, my blog each week know, um, I do a lot of study of what Jesus actually meant. It's hard to get at what Jesus was saying about a lot of things because, A, people had to remember it for two generations, pass it down, play telephone with it. And then, B, when it was finally written down, then we had councils. The Council of Nicaea in 325, for example, was proud to remove every reference they could find to reincarnation. Jesus apparently talked about it, and there are a couple of cases where what he had said was obscure enough that it survives. But um, that, that we have what Jesus said now is amazing, even if it's very garbled. And yet more and more, as I have studied the Gospels, um, I've become convinced that Jesus tried to teach us not to talk about sin, tried to make us stop thinking about sin. And what he was, was, was saying is exactly what Mikey just said. Same thing. It's human. It's based in judgment. Jesus said, judge not that you be not judged. And therefore, we've got to get past talking about it or even thinking about it. We have to get to thinking about if we care about this at all. And it's up to people. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't even have to have heard the name of Jesus. And you can grow beautifully spiritually right here. You don't have you don't need a religion to go exactly where we all go. But if you're going to have a religion. I mean, right. it's just a 
He has said that too, you know, of course. Just <laughs> about love and kindness, the little you know. things we that Carol and I and you and everyone were taught if we were strict little Christian children, especially Catholic children, those things are not of God. Those they're not God doesn't see them as sins, neither does Jesus. And now neither does someone who is very close to God on the other side. Um, and that's Mikey Morgan. I'm sorry, I just had to say that little speech because I have struggled with the whole sin thing and come to the same conclusion he, that he just gave us. It, it's about being nice. It, it's just not that hard. You know, Mikey says, it, you know, love and kindness goes a long way. And that is positive, high vibration. That's where we want to base our actions out of. And that's what's really important. I mean, again, there's nothing wrong. I mean, people, like with religion, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, people choose different ways that they choose to worship or what helps them spiritually. But at the end of the day, you want to be nice, not judge others, and not condone if they don't believe what you believe or whatever. As long as people are being nice and kind, they're they're doing their best. They are running at a positive uh, vibration when they are on on actions that have love as the basis, according to Mikey. So he said, whether you're belonging to a religion or not, it makes no difference. But if that works for you to help you spiritually, there's nothing wrong with it either. But we shouldn't judge and be ridicule of people of different beliefs. And we're, we just need to be nice. That's just need really to be nice. Sure yes, yeah, so, summing up the Gospels, we just need to be nice. That's so true. I love it. Uh, in fact, I'm writing a blog post now for Sunday, um, which will actually have run before this actually airs, about kindness, which I hadn't thought about much, but it's a lot more important, I think, than we realize just simply being kind. He just said that again. Okay, here's a fifth question, and we may not get in any more than this today. Um, And I'm not sure I understand it, but maybe you will. Is there a group effort to get messages to us here from your viewpoint to help raise the vibration and awareness of spiritual? Oh, is there a group? I'll say it again, because I'm not sure. I'm not sure I understand it. Is there a group effort to get messages to us here from your viewpoint to help to raise the vibration and awareness of, and is that of spiritual importance? So uh, Mikey talks about that it's just there's many avenues that are being used to try to get messages across in ways that people will accept it. So, you know, I I know I talked about this before because Mikey constantly talks about this to me and he utilizes it with me a lot in communication and that is music. I will ask questions and I literally get my message in a song. Now, music has (laughs) lots of messages in it. There's movies that are out there that have lots of messages in it. I mean, there's certain animated cartoon type movies that have important messages in them for children. I mean, so there's different avenues. There's other movies that are out. There's radio shows, obviously, on spiritual things. There's just people, when I think of too, with music and certain people where these songs that come out, oh, God, there's a new country song that came out, and I thought, holy buckets, this is something else. I mean, where, you know what, accept people for how they are. 
you know, be yes. nice. Um, yep. You know, you don't know, you, unless you've walked in their shoes, you have no idea. That lyric is about perspective <laughs> in this song. It's about Absolutely. perspective, which Mikey is huge about. So he just says, there's so many avenues. There's many souls that are working on this. And I know there's other mothers like me that are communicating with their children. There's mediums out there that are trying so hard to get these messages out. There's people in the music industry where I think these lyrics are being channeled into these talented people and the songs get out in tunes where the youth or older people like they, you know, it's just a mixture of ways. And we need to pay attention to this stuff because there's tons of messages out there in different ways that are so important to us. And Mikey talks about this a lot. And if we would just pay attention, if people would just pay attention and listen, it would be, it would be a good thing. You know, it really would. Right. Well, he, he talked about this too. Um, he has talked about music a lot. Um, he was, he had a period of time um, uh, that that everyone that when he was playing as a DJ and and really loved doing that. And he he especially he tells us a lot of those songs had messages that were very important. He seems to think many of many a lot of the music is being channeled. To us, it isn't something someone just. And when you listen to what the people who wrote the music will say, they'll sometimes say, "You know, I was walking on the deck of a ship, and it came to me, and I wrote the whole thing." Well, that's you know, that's a, something that we. That's channeled. an example of channeled information. Yes, that's an yeah, example absolutely. of channeled information. You know, it's and, just they'll say, "This song just came to me." You know, well, exactly. You know, that's exactly right. That and it was channeled in. Yeah, and I, I, it, I thought this for a long time, but I've come to realize that actually I can't write a word. I cannot put together a coherent sentence on my own. Um, I'm an extreme example of someone who cannot, you know, I couldn't write if it weren't for the fact that I have people helping me that are not in bodies. I accept it now. I think it's true of most people who are prolific writers that, that they attract, and not necessarily in this field, in any field, they attract people who are not in bodies, who will help them do a very much better job of writing. We have very limited minds while we're here. It's not, nobody's a genius here, but, um, but if you're willing and if your heart is pure, you can get someone and even a team usually on the other, on the other side, I hate that term, but that's just the way it is to, um, to, to, to help, to help you to think through and to write things that you could not do on your own. It's it's just um, I think everybody is is a channel in the end, but yeah, especially songwriters, that's for sure. What do you what do you think, Mikey? Because we know this is a big thing he did. He he says he's never coming back. And we I, I I sort of even teased him about this. Of course you want to come back. Oh no, he's never coming back. This was a tremendous sacrifice he made. It was such a tremendous sacrifice to actually come into a body and spend twenty years here and then go home again, that that um, it advanced him hugely. According to, to my guide, it advanced him, although I don't think that Mikey would ever admit this, to the upper part of the sixth level. He made tremendous spiritual progress. He got a lot of brownie points for doing this. And so that's a big thing. It's a much bigger 
thing I think that anyone listening or even I really can understand. But has has he talked to you about why he did this, Carol, and what why it's important? Well, he wanted to help us here. Um, and there's he's not the only one. I mean, there's other advanced souls that are coming here and doing stuff. He has told me, he said, I'm telling you, he said, there's some people in this younger generation that are very advanced beings that are coming here. And so he said, we're just trying to get the vibration raised here. I mean, there's just so much uh, negative violence. I mean, I feel like the past couple of years, it's been really pretty bad on my viewpoint anyway. Uh, But he said, you know, they really want to help us here to get you know, raise the vibration here. And so, you know, he's not the only one. This is a group effort, but he just felt he wanted to participate in this. I don't know if it's part of because he does some teaching there. It was like taking a field trip, you know, from our viewpoint. I don't know, you know, but um, he decided he wanted to be part of this. And so, you know, but he had fun here. I mean, he did have fun here when he was here. I mean, he really enjoyed life. So I think it was, you know, positive in all regards for him. You were a but good he, mom. He wanted too. to help. He yes. wanted to help. Yeah. So. Well, good for him. Well, we certainly very much are benefiting from his help. And I I should just add that Carol now owns MikeyMorgan.com. He doesn't yet have a website. But the day will come when there will be a website. Um, And meanwhile, if you have a question for Mikey, the easiest thing to do to get an answer is to just send it to me through the green contact lock on robertagrimes.com. Just say, hey, question for Mikey. And I send them to Carol. And she'll be back in three or four months. Um, This is a regular thing. She's one of our regular. We have only just three or four, but they're regular, regular guests. And we love having both of them here. But if you ask a question in a few months, you'll get your answer and I'll be getting it at the same time you do. So we'll be able to enjoy it together. Thank you for so much for being with us today. I, I always enjoy talking with you, Carol. I think you're just like a ray of light. I so appreciate it. Thank you. It, it was very it's always fun to be on the show. Thanks, Roberta. <laughs> Big hugs to you both. And everyone, now we finally have come to the end of our time. Um, This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm very glad you were with us today. And please, again, never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get that, wow, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest is kind of a last-minute mystery. Bernardo Kastrup, our wonderful friend from the Netherlands, had been scheduled, but... He had a sudden conflict, and Craig Hogan and I then had a great guest idea, but I'm not sure yet whether he can do it. So uh, just to give you a little shop talk background, there are a few agents, and in particular one, who know a lot of guests, and and they know, frankly, at this point, who we, we like to, to interview, and I hear from them almost daily. So I'm frankly, many days, like a kid in a candy store, I just found someone new that you're going to enjoy, and... Um, since we, you know, have Craig and Carol and Mikey and and a couple of other people that I like to talk to frequently because each time I think they really are helpful to you. Um, 
and I and yet I'm in this candy store. We're right now uh, booking almost nine months ahead, nine months ahead of when you hear someone, that person's name went on our list. And nine months is okay if what you're waiting for is a baby. But if what you're waiting for, if you just have a book out and you're waiting to talk about it, or if you have wonderful things you're eager to share, and I wanted you to share them, and it's going to be nine months, that's not so great. So we've stopped taking new guests just for a while. I want to get it down to six months or less before we start again. And so therefore, I'm just not sure what to do about next week. But I'm coming to think, actually, I have some things I'd like to share with you. And therefore, um, our guest may be your host. We'll have to see. Meanwhile, though, our guests this week are the wonderful, wonderful Carol and Mikey Morgan, who are with us for the 15th time. Mikey is a very advanced being who last incarnated in the 1600s. And in order to help us, as Carol just said, he took a 20-year-long additional lifetime that ended in 2007. He just wanted to be able to speak to us in our language. Apparently, they feel uncomfortable very quickly uh, after their deaths about even knowing how to talk to people who are on the earth today. I mean, my guy, Thomas, was last uh, here, you know, 150 years ago or something. And um, he always tells me, um, I'm telling you that this is what you should say, but put it in your own language. Don't use my words, which... Um, is surprising, but that's that's the case. But he was here so recently he can talk to us in our vernacular, understanding us, which is exciting. Carol swears she never would have signed up for this, but she does a superb job of helping her son as she would have helped him if he had stayed here. And fortunately, it allows her to keep up this wonderful, wonderful relationship with him. Um, he is genuine, um, and he and Craig Hogan are the only two people I know who know more about this stuff than I do. So I'm excited to have, have them back again. They'll be here in just a few months' time. And again, meanwhile, if you have questions for Mikey, don't hesitate to just send them to me through on the, through the, the, my website on the green contact block, and uh, you'll hear his answers the next time they're here. As you know, I have a bunch of nonfiction books not enough time to talk about them now, but Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together. And um, soon, next year, we'll have The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. Thomas tells me we're about to publish it after. Frankly, it's been in the can for three years. For children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus. And the adult books, of course, are all available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, don't hesitate to go to that green contact block. Send me an email. It can take you a week sometimes to get an answer because I hear from so many people. But every one of those emails I treasure. I am so glad to be able to help. And um, anything I can help you with, I'm glad to. I would like to be able to do it. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful eternal being and you most of all are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.